reaching Israel and the world. Beloved, today's episode is weighty and important. I'm calling this episode, whoami.com. In it, you're gonna learn number one, how to effectively share your faith with others. And then secondly, I'm gonna give you a supernatural cutting edge tool that you can simply post on your Facebook and other social media sites, which will allow you to be instantly an evangelist. Now I'm gonna take you through a series of three short videos. The first video is gonna answer the question, who am I? The second video is gonna answer the questions, why am I here and is there more than this? And then finally, in the third video, I'm gonna help you to show others how to take the next step and give people an opportunity to take the next step in their own home as you post this link on your social media platform. Beloved, let's go. Deep inside, almost everybody is searching to better understand who they are. In recent times, we've seen the phenomenon of so many companies that are helping people understand their roots take off. In other words, people are sending in their saliva samples to get tested so that companies that test these types of samples can determine where the individual came from. In other words, the saliva sample test is coming back. Well, you're partially Jewish, or you have roots from Russia, or you have roots from Asia, or you have roots that are Slavic. People are longing to understand who they are, and they believe that if they know where they came from, they believe if they know who their ancestors are, they'll better be able to understand and appreciate who they are. People are looking for identity. But you know, at the end of the day, that information doesn't go a long way or doesn't have great depth in really helping us understand our identity or who we are. But the question and looking to understand our roots are valid. I wanna suggest this, that a company that is selling us information about our ancestry can never give us the identity that we're looking for. To understand who we are, we need to go back farther farther than our ancestors, farther than understanding what parts of the world our ancestors came from. We need to go back to the very beginning, which brings us to this basic question. Did you and I come simply because there was an explosion in space that happened, according to some scientists, 13 billion years ago, and for no divine cause other than the fact that it just happened, or does our beginning start with a cause that was initiated by a creator? And I wanna suggest that when you and I answer that question, it's gonna give us a big key that is very important in helping us answer the question, who am I? So I wanna focus on this and then we're gonna keep going deeper and we're gonna answer the other questions as well. Why am I here? Is there more to life than this? But I want you to consider this with me. Does it make sense that there was an explosion that happened 13 billion years ago in some type of outer space that didn't even exist yet? Does it make sense that that happened without a cause? 
If we say that there was an explosion that happened 13 billion years ago, we have to ask ourselves the question, what caused the explosion? And if we can answer what caused the explosion, then we have to ask the same question again. Well, what caused that thing that caused the explosion? In other words, we ask the question forever, well, what caused that? What caused that? What caused the explosion? Then, well, what caused that thing that caused the explosion? You see, our mind is designed, we function in the law of cause and effect. But to answer the mystery of creation, we have to come to a conclusion that if we don't have something that existed without cause, if we don't have a being that was self-existent, then we're gonna keep asking the question, what caused that forever? It had to start somewhere. It's the only logical explanation. I wanna take this a different angle with you. Consider this. When you look in creation, although we do see chaos at times, if we're honest, I think we'll also admit that we see intelligent design in creation. For example, birds automatically know when to fly south for the winter. We see, for example, that when our body gets an infection, it automatically creates antibodies, and the antibodies combat foreign invaders to our system. How does our body know to create antibodies to combat infections and viruses and foreign invaders? There's built-in intelligence in our body. There's built-in intelligence in creation. How do even primitive animals know how to take care of their young? How does a chimpanzee know how to feed her young? There's intelligence built in creation. And the reason that there's intelligence built in creation, it's because there's an intelligent designer behind creation. Let's look at an illustration. You have a garage, and on this picnic table, you've got three different cans of paint because you're doing some painting. And uh, you're walking in the garage during this project, and by accident, you're not paying attention, and you hit the picnic table. You walk into it, you slam into it by accident. The three cans of paint spill on the ground on the cement floor of the garage. And lo and behold, when you look on the floor and see the way the paint spilled, it's a perfect picture. You look on your cement floor in the garage now, and you've got a beautiful house that the paint created when it spilled. You've got a mom, a dad, and a little child standing on the front porch. There's a big fence around the yard. There's a little dog running in the yard, and there's a sun in the sky. Now, does that make any sense? That three cans of paint that randomly spilled because you knocked the table would fall on the ground in such a way that it created a beautiful picture? Absolutely not, because that picture took intelligent design. Intelligence is built in to creation. Consider this with me. You and I, deep down inside, we can agree that certain things are right and certain things are wrong. For example, deep down inside, we all know that it's right to help somebody that's suffering. And in fact, we have outrage in us when we see people that are being abused or mistreated and no one is doing anything to stop it. For example, the horrendous situation that too often occurs when a child is being abused. All of us know this is wrong, it has to be stopped. How would we know there's such a thing as right and wrong if we didn't have an internal compass? If somehow inside, deep down, we didn't know the difference between right and wrong? 
You see, inside us, there's a sense of justice. When we discover, for example, that someone has been behind bars because he was faultily convicted of a crime, there's a sense of outrage or justice that cries forth from our heart. That's wrong. He should not be in prison for something that he didn't do. Why do we have that sense of justice? Because there's a sense of morality that is built inside human beings. But how could we have a sense of morality unless we were created by a moral God, a God himself that has within himself as one of his internal principles, justice. We have consciousness. Can we explain the fact that you and I as human beings are self-aware? Can we explain self-consciousness and self-awareness by an explosion that took place billions of years ago that was nothing more than some type of scientific explosion without any spirituality behind it that had no cause? No, consider this. You and I have the capacity to love. Where does love come from? We truly have the ability to love, to take care of people. I just was watching about a man that was at a concert and during this country concert, there was a, a serial killer, a, someone that came and just started, just started shooting at people. Like 50 people were killed, but there was one soul there. He saw a woman that had been shot. And as this man started running from the bullets and he saw that woman lying on the ground that was shot, he turned around. He went back to rescue that woman. How do you explain that? This love he felt, this desire to connect and to protect, it's only explained because there's a God who is love that put within humanity the capacity to love. We have consciousness. We have the ability to love. Beloved, this cannot be explained by a random explosion that happened for no reason. It can only be explained by the fact that you and I were created by a self-existent God who's a moral being and has a purpose and a destiny for you and I. As you've seen and heard from the first video that we just watched, Who Am I? People are brought to the logical conclusion that they originated from an intelligent designer. And when people realize they were created by God, it really helps them get a better handle on how to figure out why they're here. So in this next video that you're about to watch, I'm gonna answer the two questions, why am I here and is there more than this? Why am I here? For some of us, if we examined our lives, we would think that the reason that we're here is to become successful or to get a promotion, to find a mate, etc. But why are we here at the most basic level? At the end of the day, success will never absolutely satisfy. Money can never completely fulfill us. But if we look at our lives, many of us, we get up in the morning, we quickly get a cup of coffee, we run out the door, we come to work, we work all day, we come back home, we have dinner, we watch TV for a few hours, we run back to work the next morning. We're on this rat race, almost like a hamster on a wheel, spinning, 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 as if money, success, fame could fulfill us. But it never can. And as somebody once said, the only people that think that money is the answer are people that have never had money. 
Because anybody that has money realize, although it's a lot easier to have money than not have money, and although money does solve a lot of problems, it can never satisfy our soul. So why are we here? It gets down to relationship. Relationship is what brings depth in our soul. It's what brings contentment. It's what brings fulfillment. If you recently, for example, had a grandchild or a baby born into your family, the, the joy that you felt having this little precious child born into your life brought such satisfaction. There was such an intimacy there. There was such a, a sense of peace associated with that. Nothing in the world can compare to that. So many today, they're looking to find a soulmate. They're looking to find a significant other. Of course, this is why dating apps are so popular today. People are looking to connect. Why are people so longing to connect with somebody else, to develop an intimate relationship? They want it more than anything else in life. Why? Because relationship more fully satisfies and more fully completes us than anything else. And human relationships are just a hint towards the divine. Even as we desire intimacy with another human being, God, who created us in his likeness, he also is looking for relationship with you and I. He created us to have relationship with him, and that is why we are here, to develop intimacy with the one that created us. And in this is true fulfillment found. Love, joy, peace, and security are found when we truly come to know the God that created us for himself. Is there more than this? In other words, is there more to reality than what we can perceive with our five senses in this present world? Do you know there's a tremendous amount of research that's been done in what is known as near-death experiences. I'm not talking about hokey research. I'm talking about medical doctors and PhDs that have done a tremendous amount of investigation into what people experience when their body has been pronounced clinically dead, but they're resuscitated back to life. And what we find is there are tremendous similarities. People experience leaving their body, being able to look down at their body. In other words, they're not in their body anymore. They're existing now in some type of spirit form. They look down at their body. They can see even the doctors that are trying to resuscitate them back to life. And then oftentimes there's a life review and they encounter a being of divine light. There is more to life than this. What we are experiencing with our five senses in the 80, 90, 70 years, whatever it is that we live on this planet, what we're experiencing here is less than 1% of what is really real. Consider this analogy. You look at somebody, you look at another human being. You can see what color that person's hair is. You can see if they're a man or a woman. You can see their approximate age. You can see how tall they are but you can't see their physical organs. Those are buried on their inside. You can't see their thoughts. You can't see what makes them who they are. You only see their skin. We only see the surface. And that is the same thing that is happening right now in terms of what we're experiencing in a sliver of reality on this earth. There is so much more 
than this. You see, we're born into this world and as we first begin to experience life as young people, everything is new, right? Nature is so fresh and so new when we're young. And then we begin to date and everything is so new when we begin to enter the dating world as teenagers. And then we're experiencing our first career. Everything is new at first, but if you're like me, eventually the newness wears off. And in this world, that becomes a analogy for what life is. Pretty soon, you've been there, you've done that. The question is, is there more than this? There absolutely is. You see, when we expire, when our body passes away, something in us is still alive. It's called our soul. And our soul now meets the one that created it. Now I encourage you, watch the last video to discover more. As you're sensing from the texture of the two videos that you just watched, they were created to reach people that are non-religious, even people that have convinced themselves that there is no God. We're leading people to the logical conclusion that there is a God, and we're attempting to do it, beloved ones, in a very logical, objective way. These truths that we're presenting to people, these existential questions that we're asking, open people's hearts and it leads them to the conclusion that there is a God and as a result, they need to make a decision as to what they're gonna do about it. So in this next video called What's Next, I'm gonna show people how they can make a decision to enter into a real and living relationship with their Creator. Let's watch. God is spirit and there's only one God. And the God who is spirit has made a way into fellowship with him. That way is through his son that died on the cross for the sins of humanity. Jesus said, unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. There is no other name under heaven by which you and I can be saved, but through the name of Jesus. Now, what do I mean by being saved? Saved has both a past element to it. In other words, we're saved from the consequences of our past sin, everything that we thought that wasn't according to the will of God, everything that we've said that wasn't according to the will of God, everything that we've done that wasn't according to the will of God. So first of all, we're saved through the blood of Jesus from the consequences of our past sin. Secondly, we're saved in the present that through Jesus, God's Son, and our relationship with God through Him, we're presently being saved. We're being saved from darkness. We're being saved from the effects in this world that are working against us. We're being delivered over that which could overcome us. God is saving us in the present. He's imparting His life to us. He's imparting His presence to us. He's imparting His Spirit to us, even to our bodies. So we're saved from the past, we're being saved and delivered in the present, and finally, there's a future element to being saved, which is that when our soul leaves our body, when our body expires, our soul goes in to the presence of God. Before Jesus went to the cross, he said this. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. If it wasn't so, he said, I would not tell you it is. 
He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions. In other words, there's many dwelling places. Jesus either was who he said he was, which was the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way into the presence of the Father. He either was who he said he was, or he was a liar. He was purposely deceiving people for his own purposes, or he was a lunatic, he was crazy. As a famous theologian once said, he was either a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord. I have discovered after over 40 years of seeking God through Jesus, that God is real, He's here, He's supernatural, He's present, and He makes Himself known in very powerful ways in the lives of those that are seeking Him. So what do we have to do to come to God through Jesus? We have to do two things. The Bible talks about a word called repentance. It sounds like kind of an old-fashioned word. But what the root meaning of the word is, is to simply change directions. Jesus said, unless you repent, you're going to pass away. So to repent means we turn away from following the course of the world, meaning we don't get programmed by the world's mindset. And many of us are aware enough to see that a lot of what's happening in the world today is destructive. People are living from the outside in rather than the inside out. In other words, you go to a restaurant, you look around the restaurant, and rather than talking to the person across from them at the table, everybody's talking to somebody on their phone in some kind of a pseudo reality. So Jesus says, repent, come out of the world and follow me. Again, change directions. So we're not following the course of the world anymore. We're not getting our cues as to what's right and what's wrong from the world, but instead we turn to Jesus to follow God's way. So number one, Jesus said, you need to repent, you need to turn to me, follow me, and I'm gonna give you the grace to obey me. And we need to believe. What do we need to believe? We need to believe that Jesus is who he said he is, that he died on the cross for our sins, and that he's God incarnate. In other words, that Jesus was God himself that clothed himself in humanity to come to the earth to die on the cross for our sins. And by the innocent one, God in the flesh, dying in the place of the guilty, humanity, and receiving God's gift of his death on the cross for us, we could be forgiven, become blameless before him, innocent, and be able to enter into a relationship with him. So number one, we believe Jesus is who he said he is, and that he rose from the dead, and then secondly, we turn to him and follow him. I'm giving you an opportunity right now to do that. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's very simple. You just say, God, I am ready to follow you. I believe what I'm hearing right now is true. Father, I'm ready to follow you. I'm tired of going my own direction. I want to give my life to you and follow you right now. I ask you to come into my life Forgive me and save me, both from the past, save me in the present, and Father, save me for future glory. If you've done that with a sincere heart, I want to tell you, you just began a brand new life, and the God of glory is going to make himself real to you. I want to encourage you now. Go to our website, discoveringthejewishjesus.com, and click the Find Jesus link. Also, visit us on YouTube. I'd love to continue to connect with you. Beloved, 
This cutting edge evangelistic campaign that we've called Who Am I? was actually launched in the middle of Times Square with a huge billboard right above Good Morning America. The reason we started in Times Square is because we wanted to stake this campaign to reach the entire world, and we felt that Times Square was a marked place to reach people living in secular society that don't know Jesus, and that's what we're trying to do at Discovering the Jewish Jesus. You would understand that it cost us thousands of dollars to be able to do this. But we're spending the money because we believe it's imperative that we reach the whole world with the gospel of King Yeshua. I can't do it without you. It's only because your love and sacrificial financial support that we're able to do things like the evangelistic Who Am I campaign. I want to urge you, make a financial sacrifice today to discovering the Jewish Jesus so together we can reach the world. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com, call 1-800-777-7835, or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, Many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Beloved, I want to sincerely ask you to jump into the Who Am I movement right now. We've created hats, t-shirts, cards that have the questions on them. Who am I? Why am I here? Is there more than this? And then we point people to whoamai.com. People all over the planet are looking for answers, and you can be a modern-day John the Baptist pointing people to the answer today. Go to the link below, order the merchandise, post whoamai.com on your website. You can take part in this movement. Get the merchandise, beloved. Let's make our lives count for Him. I'm on the Mount of Olives, and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yavarech Yahweh Ya'er Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Yisa Yahweh Penavelecha Ve'asem Lecha Shalom. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance 
And Father God is going to continue his beloved child to give you his peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier.